0: Favor ain't fair, just another Jedi man trick. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be heeded, it is hid to them that are lost. At whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, shall shine unto them. 2 Corinthians 4, 1-4, KJV According to StarWars.com, the Jedi mind trick as the Force can have a powerful effect on the weak-minded a phenomenon Jedi sometimes take advantage of in pursuing their missions. An experienced Jedi can use the force to implant a suggestion in the minds of those they encounter, encouraging them to comply with the Jedi's wishes. In this example, the Jedi would be the devil and the force that he uses is deception to get you to agree with his accusation. Now, This is going to be a major theme for various episodes of this podcast because one thing that I discovered about my walk with the Lord is that people do more confessing and agreeing with the devil than they do of confessing and agreeing with what God says. One such example is Christians agreeing with the devil when they say favor is not fair. When I was a baby in the faith, I would say, yeah, you know, because it sounded good. Oh, favor ain't fair. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, I would hear the whispers of the Holy Spirit talking to me. You know how sometimes you'll be on one topic, but there will be so many veins that come from that one topic that you find yourself going from one conversation to another conversation to another conversation. But for the purpose of sticking to the time limits that I have set for these podcasts, I'm going to try not to deviate too much. But it sounded good. It was kind of funny the way they'd say it, but in the word, we're told to be careful how we hear and what we speak. Luke eight seventeen through 18. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. Take heed therefore how ye hear, For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not from him shall be taken, even that which he seemeth to have. And Psalm 141, 3 through 4. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. And let me not eat of their dainties. The devil has a way of making the bad that we engage in as followers of Christ to be not so bad. It's not so bad. It's just funny. You won't surely die. But what you're doing is and what he's doing is trying to nullify what God has said and what he has given us. Okay. First of all, who says we have favor? Who gives us favor? God. So if God decided to give us favor, it's very much fair. he may give it you. Another reason why it's fair is because let's think about what we go through as children of God that many are not willing to endure. We go through the same things Christ went through. Rejection, isolation, betrayal, jealousy, hatred, ridicule, which is all a part of that carrying your own cross thing. Matthew 16, 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if Any man will come after me. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. But when we allow the devil to have our lips saying favor isn't fair, then we're basically again nullifying one of the blessings and promises of God. I don't really deserve it. I really shouldn't have it. So. Here he is accusing God of giving us something that we don't even deserve, but we're saying it with our own mouths. Favor ain't fair. Yeah, favor ain't fair. Like in other words, when God gives us favor, it is a, what do you call it? Respecter of persons. But God says he is not a respecter of persons. Romans 2, 8 through 11. But unto them are contentious and do not obey the truth. But obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. So when we say it's not fair that God shows us these types of blessings or considerations, we're basically calling God a liar. So if he's no respecter of persons, then why is he giving you something that you know and said um, out your own mouth that you don't even deserve? Now, I can just hear some saying, is it that serious? Remember, it is the little foxes that spoil the vine. So we must take heed of how the devil comes in with these little sayings, seemingly benign and sometimes said and just because we must understand that we as followers of christ this is a spiritual battle that we are engaged in and our words have power hebrews four twelve. for the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart To further illustrate my point, let's look at another time where Satan used similar subtleties and seemingly benign conversation to trick someone into agreeing with him when he twisted the intention of something God said and said to them and about them. Genesis 3, 1 through 7. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Now, let's go to Matthew and read where Jesus was accosted with accusations concerning what they considered unfair favor toward his disciples. Matthew 9, 14 through 15. Then came to him the disciples of John saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast oft But thy disciples fast not. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. So they were accusing Jesus of going against the law and showing undue favoritism and trying to paint him as a hypocrite. My goodness, you making us do this and do that, all this sacrificing and suffering, and you say you've come not to do away with the law, but fulfill the law. But when it comes to you and your 12, they do it not. What's up with that, Jesus? But Jesus was making it plain. Those that roll with Jesus get the benefits that come with it. And one of those is favor. Favor, I tell you. The devil has a problem when he sees the light of God's favor on you, and he wants to destroy that. So if he can't do it himself, he has you do it. By speaking even, you don't believe you deserve it. This mind trick is to get you to feel shame about, despise it, and eventually you'll leave it, just like Jacob got Esau to do. And so he eventually lost it to Jacob, and the devil wants you to lose yours to him. The mind trick in action. Oh, my goodness. But because you came here to sup with Jesus, soon you won't be weak-minded anymore. And eventually, Satan's games will be of none effect on you, like sunshine on blade. (laughs) Also, we have to understand, favor is a gift because, honestly, we could never earn anything God gives to us. Even at our best, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Isaiah 64 and 6. But we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. This is why we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior so that we may be clothed with his righteousness so that God, when he sees us, He sees his son, and in doing so, we share in the favor Jesus receives as the son of God. Go with me. Suddenly a revelation within a revelation. This is what happens when you are supping with the Christ. Remember when Jacob dressed as Esau so father would believe that Jacob was Esau? So the son who was to rightly receive the blessing from his father as the elder son of the twins, and because his father favored him, so when we put on Jesus's righteousness as Jacob dressed to appear as Esau, instead of trying to stand before him in our own, we like Jacob receive what is Jesus's because of the favor that Jesus has with his father. And again, because he sees Jesus when he looks at us. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians three fifteen and 18. But even until this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed in the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. We must also understand that if God sees Jesus, when he looks at us, so does the devil. And the devil has been trying to steal what is is since the beginning. So he makes you denounce this favor, and this denounces Jesus and his works on the cross, and he then defiles that connection. But I come here to tell you, the devil is a liar. So we depend on this favor, God's love, his grace, and his mercy, because this world that hateth Jesus will hate us as well. John 15, 18. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. So let's review. Why should we stop saying that favor isn't fair? It's speaking what the devil speaks. It's accusing God of doing something that isn't right, like they did with Jesus when he walked the earth. And as a child of God, the things that we're asked to do and the things that we have to suffer, the choices that we have to make that non-children of God don't make, such as submitting to God's will, being pruned, submitting to isolation, your family, friends, walking away, walking alone, walking by faith and not by sight, is because they don't believe God. They have no respect for God. They have no relationship with God. And they're not of the light and walk in darkness. Why then shall we eat of the same that they eat of? I pray ye be not deceived.